The following marketing information and discussion is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as professional guidance or consultancy. You should find an agency for that. Comexis is a digital marketing agency, so feel free to hire us. But otherwise, just enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Buyer's Journey by Comexis, a discussion-based podcast on the ever-changing marketing landscape that affects, how your cons- that affects how your customers and clients purchase, ultimately optimizing your marketing efforts. I'm Matthew McGordy, the social media content producer here at Comexis. I am Len Ward, the managing partner at Comexis. And I'm Josh Lyons, the digital marketing coordinator here at Comexis. So it is Friday, and on Fridays we typically talk about advocacy, uh, and the topic we're going to be talking about does touch on advocacy. Um, For those of you who need a refresher, advocacy is about a customer or client who has purchased your product or service going out and talking and advocating for your product, brand, service, etc. And there's a lot of ways in which that happens. Social media posts, talking about how great your product is, reviews, things like that. Um, But there's also kind of uh, a term that, that we use in marketing called experiential marketing, which touches on many different aspects of the buyer's journey. Um, So it touches on awareness, consideration, retention, and advocacy, sometimes purchase. Um, So Len, can you give us just a quick rundown of what experiential marketing is? So experiential marketing is something that's, you know, normally your larger ad agencies or really, really creative ad agencies, you know, Manhattan, Chicago, you know, Philly, wherever, that they normally come up with. And it's a very different type of advertising where it's actually something where you get to interact with the actual product or the service. Uh, Or there is an advertising campaign around you interacting with the product. BMW is famous for this. BMW does this a lot at the BMW Open where um, if you're a BMW owner, what happens is they send you out like a personal invitation where you can go drive all their brand new cars. You can be in the BMW tent as you're watching the BMW Golf Open. That's one thing. Right now, Game of Thrones is running something called Bleed for the, Th- Bleed for the Throne. This is where they're going to do a blood drive uh, across 43 states. And in the reality of the situation, what it is is, yeah, maybe it's, you know, they're doing something, you know, which is the good of mankind by doing a blood drive. But the reality of the situation, they're also trying to raise the awareness of Game of Thrones. So it definitely kind of falls a little bit more into the awareness stage. The same with BMW, where, you know, what they're trying to do is they're inviting BMW owners, but they want you to bring a friend as well to raise awareness of BMW. Maybe you'll test drive their cars now. You're a BMW owner. So it's kind of like a hands-on marketing type thing. Um, so it's almost, I think it goes all the way back to the Coke Pepsi challenge years ago, mm-hmm. where I think you could kind of say that, where, you know, which is better. So, you know, that's that's kind of my understanding of experience, experiential advertising and what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was a great description. And, and the reason I, I mentioned, you know, in the beginning, I, I do think it is a very powerful awareness tool, and that's probably yeah. where it is mostly. But the reason I think it touches on consideration, retention, advocacy, and purchase to some extent if somebody is signing up for something or maybe you're actually selling your product at like wherever it is that you are is because you know for certain events for example bleed for the throne i'm sure people are going to take pictures of themselves with with the hashtag which in a way is advocating for your brand yeah. while simultaneously bringing awareness to your brand uh, and consideration retention fit in depending on what the actual event is a lot of the times it is just it's something cool to raise awareness something cool 
able to get some advocacy out there. Um, so that, that, that's a nice little little rundown of what experiential marketing is. Uh, and today we want to talk about uh, what seemed to have been the beginnings of an awareness campaign and an experiential marketing attempt by Cadbury that did not go very well. Uh, so the BBC had an article uh, called Cadbury Treasure Hunt Ad Labeled Stupid by Archaeologists. Um, for those of you who don't know, Cadbury is a British multinational confectionery company. They make chocolates and, and all these other different kinds of candies. And the, the main image of this was called Cadbury Treasure Island, and they wanted people to, quote, go on a real treasure hunting adventure. And this was in, set in the UK, so they talked about, this is a, a little quote from their ad, there's plenty of treasure out there to be discovered, so what are you waiting for? Explore the UK's top treasure hotspots and see the riches already discovered on display at national sites. And Josh, you mentioned that... Cadbury wanted this to be like a family adventure thing. Can you elaborate on that really fast? Yeah, so I mean, we'll talk about it later about how we believe that they're obviously trying to promote a product, whether it was like a chocolate or some other candy they were making. But the way they played it off was that the campaign was aimed towards like getting you and your family out together, exploring and, you know, just sort of enjoying the outdoors, which to me kind of made no sense. So, so before we get too much into that, after the backlash, which will explain what actually, the reason why this did not work, um, they said it was because they wanted families to go out and adventure together. Um, so the problem is a lot of these ads focused on specific areas in the UK, so that included uh, Britain, that included parts of Ireland, and they, basically suggested that you go out and start digging for gold in some of these locations. For example, um, Mughan Fort, which is in Ireland, uh, they had a quote, gold ignits were unearthed three feet underground in rock core in Mughan. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. The treasures have been valued to be up to be worth up to 150 million euros or pounds, probably worth a quick check. Um, so they're basically suggesting you go in to this place and dig up a bunch of things, which archaeologists quickly pointed out is uh, illegal. <laughs> um, so Dr. Aisley Tierney, an archaeologist at Bristol University, said people could be prosecuted for digging without permission. Here's a quote from her. Archaeologists are trying to get word around ASAP that any digging within a set distance of an archaeological monument is a criminal offense, and people are prosecuted even if they didn't know it was illegal. Uh, in addition, uh, there's some weird metal detecting laws in the UK that I didn't know about um, that can also end in Ireland in particular that can make using a metal detector within in certain ranges and areas also illegal. Um, so the, the whole reason that this kind of uh, flopped for Cadbury was that they were suggesting people go to all these really nice places and commit illegal offenses to dig for gold, all for family fun. Um, and in addition, the Mughan Fort example, uh, that is not a picture of Mughan Fort. You'll be able to check these images in the blog description, um, so you'll see exactly what we're talking about when we when they show their little ad, um, but it's a, a, lot of, a lot of questionable things here. Uh, Dr. Tierney said, to suggest a quick check is intensely stupid and deeply illegal, um, and she, she mentioned that the Republic of Ireland has strict rules surrounding the use of metal detectors. Folks, what do we think about this? Horrible. Um, I mean, obviously, they, this was the beginning of um, an awareness campaign, like we said, to roll out a treasure chocolate bar, some sort of candy that had to do with Blooms, treasure, you name it. You know, uh, obviously they were getting ready to do something like that, and it just failed, you know, spectacularly. 
Um, and I guess the reality of the situation, maybe the average person wouldn't know that. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe the average person wouldn't know you because you watch TV, you watch a History Channel, you know, you watch, like, I don't know if you saw the guy, it was about five years ago, the guy was metal detecting in England and unearthed probably the largest Middle Ages treasure of all time. I don't know if you saw that. And he was, I think he might have got permission from the guy who was on his farm. So I think you would assume, like, hey, I can just walk up and down and do it. So maybe that's why they did it. But you might want to go through a little bit of research to find that just because of such the historical you know, uh, places that are in England and Ireland a couple hundred years ago, nobody would have cared. You could have probably dug up mm. and found out whatever you want to find. But, um, but I think it was just lack of planning. I think the idea was probably pretty good. I get what they were trying to do. It would really have been cool if they rolled out like a treasure bar, like a candy bar. I get it. You know, like first thing we said when we were about we were going to do the podcast, I'm like, right, where they're going to bury these candy bars where you, you know, in certain spots and saying dig here and you do that. Um, it was almost kind of like, when were they doing the... Um, they were doing the chase for movie tickets and concert tickets. I forget who was doing that. And they were planting concert tickets all throughout cities. Were they geocaching? I forget what it was. But they were actually putting actual concert tickets. This was about five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Pearl Jam or one of them, but you followed them online, you did everything, and they said... They would do little, like, scavenger hunts. They would, scavenger, they, would give yeah. you, they would give you sort of, like, tips. They would give you, like, weird, like, clues, and then exactly. they, they would hide them around a certain area. And they were hiding the craziest spots, too. Yeah. Like, it was behind a corner, behind a door, and, like, concert tickets were sitting right there. I, I am wondering if Cadbury was trying to go for the same thing where ultimately you would unearth chocolate that's wrapped up in gold and so forth. And so. that's something that I sort of thought about when when we were sort of going over the article. And the thing I don't understand is like, I get it for like the tickets, like you hide the tickets around. You're still gonna get tons of people that are following that, running around aimlessly, like trying to find these tickets, like being absolute savages to find them. For the the example that they use saying that the treasures have been valued to be worth 150 million euros, like, what do they want people to do? They want to get, like, thousands of people to start, Showing like, up throwing you know, punches to try and get things that are worth 150 million euros. So, like, I don't understand, like, if that was just supposed to be a joke or if they really, like, were trying to push something out that was, you know, maybe the chocolate bars ended up being worth 150 million euros by the time the campaign was over. But it just seemed so, like, random that they, they were valuing whatever it was worth at that price and they were expecting families to go dig it up which ended up being illegal yeah and one of the, the a couple of the archaeologists um, mentioned this PBC article um, mentioned that an alternative to this if they if they really wanted to have families like go out on adventures teaming up with a museum or something like that which I guess arguably less fun than digging up you know, a bunch of gold and ruining a monument, but also significantly more legal. Um, and I was also thinking of geocaching, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's it's basically this this thing online that people do where they'll go to specific spots and they'll leave something there. And normally what you do is if you go and find it, you find the clue, whatever, you take whatever's inside and then you put something in. Um, I've never done it, but I know my brother was into it for a certain amount of time. And they could have just had... Like they could have planted things yeah. in lo- in maybe near these locations I, I, without yeah. hinting. They should have hey, said, "Dig stuff up." Yeah, there's a box X Y Z. Yeah, yeah. They it, it was very reckless for them because I mean this is something you can't have people showing up to national, you know, you know monuments of these countries and you know now you know just kind of digging everything. Yeah, there was there was that Super Bowl com- commercial. The Super Bowl commercial was like Rakuten. Where like you would go around and if you said it was like this big box in the middle of like random locations and random cities, and if you said the the name right, which I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but if you said their name right, the box would open and it would have like it would have like money in there for people, and it was like I, I remember seeing it 
during the Super Bowl, and that's what you just reminded me with like the geo low whatever you, geo-caching. the geo caching, where I I don't know if it was real. It might have been you know just part of their the way they advertised it, and yeah. it was sort of like it was a play on. But it was cool because it was the same idea where. You went up to these random boxes around the city. If you said the name correctly, because it's not a brand I've heard of before, so they're probably just trying to get a lot of awareness out of it. And you said their name, and the box opened, and there were like hundreds of dollars, and people got all excited and stuff. So it was, I guess it's the same idea as that. Yeah. But there's, and there is the moral of the story. So you said you can't even pronounce the name. Yeah, I don't even were. But now I'm thinking so about it. For, com- <laughs> for companies like this, experiential marketing, you need to be a company that already has a true brand presence already. This is a great way to roll out a brand new product. But if you're a brand new company with a brand new product, this is not, unless you have, you know, unless it's something that's really, really cool that catches on fire, you know, socially, that's great. But I think that there's still, um, when you're going down this road, you still want to kind of think traditional, meaning the awareness stage and things like that. And this is kind of really big, grandiose awareness yeah. type thing. The one, the one thing that actually popped in my head, like when, sort of when you said that, was like when Snapchat did their whole spectacles. Yeah, they did. And the, I remember, the I remember machines. they yeah. they that had the vending machines. One was actually on Temple's campus, and you had lines going down the street to to have the chance to purchase them. Um, and they were, there was only a max of like 500 or whatever. My, yeah. my professor actually like, he's, he, it was, I was in my social media marketing class and he said that he wanted to go get them. So we all got up, went outside, went to the vending machine out on campus. And like, we sort of got out early to, to go see it all happen. So it was the same idea where Snapchat, who's already like a big player in everything they do, wanted to roll out that new glasses and it allowed people you know you put them on campus people got the lineup they got like the first taste at it because they they didn't put it out to anyone to buy yet it was like first 500 people got to purchase it and it was a cool way for them to you know get exposure and use that experimental marketing to to at least show awareness of this crazy product and I tried it it was really cool yeah absolutely unfortunately that, that I don't think that product did very well but no <laughs> and, and here, here's the irony you have Google glasses that went away snap glasses went away but you see who's about to announce glasses yeah. Apple oh Apple's about to roll out no glasses I just, I just read that I'm like you gotta be kidding me you gotta figure you know Apple's probably looked at the two failures and said alright here's how we're gonna yeah. the, new Air, the new AirPods came out today oh yeah, yeah. Really? yeah. Um, so just to put a little bow on this one, one final thing that I, I want to mention with experiential marketing is that um, a lot of the times it helps to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing is somehow relevant to your brand or the product that you're trying to launch which is why we mentioned that if Cadbury Treasure Island is a is a brand that either they've had before or a new product they're going to be pushing, that it makes sense that they would try and do the setup and then maybe have the reveal be phase two. And one of the great examples I, th- I can think of for this is, for example, Amazon Prime having that Amazon Prime Day truck where it, ran, where it, where it uh, drove around and it looked really flashy and stuff like that. But the one thing that the truck did was it was parked there and had a really good deal on some item and you could only get that deal in savings if you were actually they, out they, the truck. They still do it. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I get just... texted all the time. I've been trying to remove my name on this text. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that's just one example yeah. of something that obviously works really well for Amazon, um, but is, is kind of a cool experiential marketing 
um, thing as well. So thank you everybody for tuning in to today's episode of The Buyer's Journey. Check us out on Comexus.com, YouTube, and anywhere you can get your podcasts. And please follow us on Twitter at Buyer's underscore Journey. Thank you very much. Thank you.